0: Welcome back to Della Della Bills, a way of life to build personal wealth and financial freedom. As promised, we are going to spend this episode really honing in on one of my favorite ways to spend money. And you guys know I don't love spending money, but when I do, I prioritize certain things. And one thing is travel. I think one of the most things, way more important than any material object you can ever have is exploring the world creating new experiences seeing what's out there expanding your mind and everything that the world has to offer just soaking that up like a sponge so for me travel is important i know for for not all of you travel probably isn't the number one priority but i think this could be very helpful to keep in mind and to help you guys plan accordingly especially financially when you are looking at your overall budget, your overall spend for the year, for the week, for the month, and how you can actually allocate that properly for traveling. And then I'll get into a little bit of a specific example. It's a, a bit different than travel alone, but it had to do with our destination wedding, which we just came back from a couple weeks ago, and, and kind of where where we were a bit blindsided and I'll give you some specific numbers and how we handled it to help you guys maybe prep for any future big events that, that you have going on. So one of the tips that, that I really want to hone in on here is you need to, again, as I'll, I'll continue saying, as we as we talk about specific topics, they all kind of circle back to this idea of you guys have to have a budget, right? You have to understand what your budget is whether that's on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis. So we can use an example. Let's just say for me and my family, we want to allocate $6,000 a year toward travel. So that's, I can have, you know, as many as 20 vacations. They can be small beach trips. I can have as few as, you know, one, maybe two large international trips, but I allocate $6,000 a year towards travel. Well that's number one you have to really understand where you're at from a financial framework because that will allow you to also start looking at one the places you can go, you know the amount of, of places you're able to go in a year and then you can start deep diving into the planning of those vacations and of those trips to make sure that you're really allocating your funds properly and you know you're doing your homework and making the most, out of the money that you have available so as we dive into that that that's kind of the first the first goal here the the, the second goal is you know beyond once you have that overall bucketed budget in mind for, for travel then you really need to focus on planning and planning in every respect whether it's for travel or for something else in your life planning will always give you a nice road map so that again you can understand what you what your expectations are and also you can start doing some research and doing some deep diving into where you want to go so for example let's say you and your family really want to go to italy let's just say you have kids under a certain age and walking is is maybe the only way to go and you know you don't have the ability to take you know strollers and like other things that your kids might need you know, maybe you have to take different modes of transportation that might cost more based on the type of travel you're going to have to do once you get to that country. A similar thing could happen if you're traveling domestically or if you're going to the beach. You really need to think about the activities that you want to do and start planning for those and also start doing your research in terms of what you can do and things that you can see that are, you know, maybe, maybe free even and that can save you money. Or things that might cost you kind of unexpectedly. Something that you, you might not really be thinking of, but once you get into that planning mode can help you map that out and you can get a better idea of you know really how much the the, the trip's gonna cost. Or maybe the trip isn't feasible for your family at this point, and you you know, you, you restrategize what you want to do for the year. But it's always good to plan. Planning is always important, I think, in every aspect of every way. In any, in any aspect of life, it's great to plan. It also really, really does help you save money because let's say you got into a situation similar to what I've mentioned before, you get to a location, now you have to scramble to find a different mode of transportation, somebody's there, you're crunched for time, they're willing to offer it to you at a premium, you take it because you have no other choice. So again, that's just kind of a, a high level example of why planning is extremely beneficial when you talk about traveling and again, really utilizing and spending every dollar in the best way possible, making it benefit you, your family, your friends, your overall experience. I think that's, that's really key just to touch on a few other tips. And I I know you guys probably know this and you've seen it various places. You can see it on websites. You've probably, you know, actually practice it in action, but there's a couple of things that, that I really want to touch on specifically. So so one thing is, again, going back to planning and going back to doing research of whatever area you're, you're looking at, in most cases, and what I would recommend to you guys is really try and you don't have to specifically plan these in your itinerary because I think there are issues sometimes when you over plan. Sometimes you plan too much in a day and once you get there, maybe it takes longer to get to where you need to go. Maybe you got lost. Maybe, again, things didn't happen exactly as planned. So you need to kind of buffer a little bit of of time and a little bit of room in in your itinerary for those things. But really try and take advantage of anything that's free in that area. So in a lot of cases, I don't care where you go, you can walk to various sites, monuments. Sometimes like, for example, in New York City, there's some of the museums are absolutely free to go in. Maybe it's certain days of the week or certain times. But again, do your research and really understand the area really well. And, and you can probably get up to like 30% of your activities roughly could be absolutely free to you. And you still have the opportunity to absorb that culture, have that great experience, really gain some knowledge and and really some nice memories for, you know, again, you, you or your spouse, your family, friends, etc. So So really look into what is free in the area what is free around you and and what you can possibly leverage there another thing is be flexible if possible on dates and times uh, specifically for flights i know i actually read something about this recently that both delays cancellations and just overall flight costs whether that be relatively indirectly like now they're charging for more checked bags or now they're charging for a carry-on or now they're charging more for a carry-on or now they're charging you for seat selection so on and so forth but flying has just i mean like inflation like something you know I've, i've already referenced and talked about in a previous podcast inflation's hurting on every level including flights so if you have the opportunity to be flexible on on dates and times you can you can get some significant savings on flights and again not everyone's able to you know really utilize that so it it depends on the type of travel you're doing and it's also harder when I go back to planning to be able to do that but if you can be flexible and you do have you know a couple months that you can you can play with I would definitely recommend to suggest that because just flying recently I mean I, I will tell you we we got insurance, we picked our seats, you know, we had checked bags cause it was an international flight. When we went to Costa Rica for our wedding and it was, you know, me and my now husband and, and my son, it was a total of like $1,600, $1,600 just to fly there just for round trip tickets, nonstop. It was a three hour flight seems absurd, but that's just kind of like where we're at today. And, and that's how much it, it costed us to, to do that. But that being said, there are ways that I think you can really benefit from you know, that flexibility with flying because flying is really such a huge part of the cost overall, especially if you're not, you know, obviously doing a road trip or doing something very local and doing that, that's drivable within a couple hours. So that's something to consider, especially right now, especially as I tell you guys to kind of clam up and focus on saving. If you're still wanting to travel, which I also do recommend, Let's try and cut where we can in our travel budget and, and really focus on saving. So that's one thing I want you guys to do. The other thing is, and the last thing, and, and you'll see it a lot. You guys see it, especially if you if you go on like Orbitz or Expedia, various other travel sites where they kind of show you bundles where you can, you know, maybe you, you book a flight and then they pop up with accommodations and then rental cars, so on and so forth. It's not a bad idea to look into that. Sometimes the deals aren't really in my opinion have, i haven't i've never actually like realized them recently but it is something to look into to see if you can take advantage of some bundle options through potentially one you know vendor or supplier that you're using and that's always something you know interesting to look at especially as you're planning and again this goes back to planning and why planning is so important is if you can bundle any of those services I would recommend doing it or at least recommend looking at it and then comparing it to what it would be if you, you know, quote unquote, a la carte have to pick and choose any of those two. Sometimes you're going to a location that maybe you don't want to rent a car at all. So then fine. But in most cases, you're, you're needing to, to travel somewhere and then you, ha- you need accommodations or a hotel. You can kind of lump those services together. Also, there are and I, and I know they've become much more popular in the last, you know, probably 10 years or so but you know traveling not just going to like a traditional hotel but maybe an Airbnb and and different other options that are maybe not your you know traditional four star five star hotel where you can maybe save some money from an accommodation standpoint i think especially going to you know like countries in europe me being us based they seem to have pretty good track records they seem fairly safe and you know secure and definitely a viable option. I think they've been used now for years. So I think that's very telling in terms of, uh, you know, their, their feasibility and safety and all those things. And they're also, they also come at a, you know, much more reasonable price and that's very helpful, especially if you guys are staying for multiple days and trying to take, to take longer trips. So that's kind of my, my other tip trick that I've done both recently and over the past couple of years. And I think it's something that's worthwhile to look into again, especially as inflation has increased rapidly. And, and honestly, it's the highest it's been. And I think I mentioned it in a past podcast about like 40 years. So that's crazy. We, we really need to see where we can have our money stretch further because it is just that our, our, our spending power is, is hurting us right now. We're, we're not able to spend nearly as much as we can. Our dollar does not go nearly as far as it should. The last thing I will say before I go into my specific example of our wedding, which again is is a bit different because we kind of combined a trip and, you know, quote unquote international trip with a wedding. So the expenses are obviously much higher. But my last tip is what I found is I typically spend, and I always, I always get mad at it. You can ask any of like my good friends that I travel with. I, I start getting irritated throughout the trip because I don't like to spend money and I've budgeted what I should be spending or what I plan to spend for the trip. We always prepay for certain things and then, you know, once we get there, we pay for food and drinks and so on and so forth and sometimes activities and excursions, but it never fails. I always spend about 20% more than I budgeted for a given trip and that can be, for various reasons. Either I got a little crazy on souvenirs, or I kind of forgot to include that in my original budget. Or, you know, maybe we decided to go to this additional, do this additional activity that costs money. Or, you know, while we were there, we wanted to do this extra experience, which I totally support. And I think realistically we need to allow ourselves to do that because let's say, for example, I have some good examples of that. I went to Thailand twice. A couple years back and both overspent on both of those trips but how many times am i going to go to thailand how many times am i going to endure that economy seat where you're flying for you know 11 hours for one leg i'm, I'm not going to do that very often right so while i'm there you might as well make the most of it but my tip to you guys is calculate that 20 percent so whatever you have budgeted for a specific trip and whatever it's kind of coming out to be Add 20% to that, take that out, that 20% out in cash, and that's your overflow. So you don't spend anything else, you don't go over that, but that, but then you have that literally in your back pocket, probably not in your back pocket, just in case there's pickpocketers, you're in a bad area, but you literally have that on you so that you can spend more on small things here and there while you're in the moment, while you're on your trip, while you're enjoying it with family and friends, and then you won't have the reaction that I do of, well, maybe you don't have that reaction because you just spend frivolously and you don't care, but I don't do that. And so I have the reaction of getting mad and irritated that I'm spending more money than I expected to spend on this trip. So that's my, my big tip for you guys is just carry 20% of that money on you. That, that extra 20% that you just, you know, you're going to go over because, you know, we're traveling and we're, we're spending and we're, we're living our best life. Take it with you and then don't spend any more than that. That will help you kind of curb that 20% also. Keep it at 20% or less, hopefully, but also you need to make sure in the overall budget you're budgeting with that 20% additional in mind. So just keep that in mind and use that for future reference and for future traveling. Lastly, what I wanna end on is our wedding trip. So it was I mentioned it to you guys in the beginning of my podcast history. So it was one of my, what I considered goals in my new year's resolutions. And you, you can go back and listen to that podcast if you want. I think it was the second one I ever put out, but one of the big goals that we had was a wedding, obviously, and and weddings, whether they are domestic or th- whether they're local or destination or what have you, even eloping costs money. And so Just so you guys are aware, I had budgeted, I think it was like, I wanted the whole wedding, everything included. I'm talking dress, I'm talking tux, I'm talking alterations, I'm talking flights, hotel, you know, everything. Ceremony, flowers, chairs, tables, food, cake, booze, everything to be around $20,000. That was my my end-all goal we ended up coming in and and again i tried to lower it as much as possible knowing that we were going to spend more once we got there so the my when we left the united states our current budget was at like i think it was like 16200 something around there so we get on site and not only not only did my fiance at the time husband now uh, he loves music, and he's the he's the spender of the family. If you guys didn't didn't catch on to that, so he wanted to. Once we got there, he wanted to upgrade the DJ stand. He loves he loves music. He wanted to he wanted to update a few of the things or up, upgrade a few of the things rather. Add some sparklers to our already you know created fireworks show. So he just wanted to go all out, and honestly. It was our wedding, I hope it's the only one I have ever, but it was a big moment, a big milestone, a big event. So I also said, let's do it, I'm in, I, I love it. So we upgraded a few things and then some unforeseen, unforeseen things happened. So for example, we get in, I knew, and this, this goes back to researching where you're going, whether it's for a wedding or just travel or anything. What I had realized just weeks before is that we were going during winter time, right? Because of the, the the side or the location of Costa Rica versus the equator versus us, it's flipped. So, our summer, their winter. So, their winter time, which is also kind of weird, is also their wet season. So, it was super wet, lots of rain. But what I had thought was going to happen was it would rain for 30 minutes and that would be it for the day. Maybe rain for an hour, that would be it for the day. What actually ended up happening was we we get in on a Saturday and there is a tropical storm. So it's raining all day. Just all day. As soon as we got in until we went to bed, it was raining. The next day, Sunday, it was raining. The next day it was raining. And then the following day, which is our actual wedding day, it wasn't raining until about 3 p.m. So it starts raining, you know, mid-afternoon. And beforehand that same day, our wedding coordinator came to us and was like, hey you don't have any of these like nice clear tents. You might want to add them to your budget. They're $1,200 and of course, we didn't know this at the time, but we needed two of them. So, you know, not only did we upgrade a few things for, you know, probably like 1500 to another 2000, we also added that to our our budget and that actually saved our, our reception. So, I will say I am so thankful that we decided, I, I didn't want to do it because if you know me at all, I didn't want to spend another dime because we were already spending a lot, in my mind, a lot of money. I, so I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to commit to the tents, but I, you know, I, I, we ended up doing it and I am so thankful that we did it. So once we were at the reception, I was so thankful. That was the only thing that actually didn't get rained out, honestly, out of all of our events that we had, including the ceremony. That was the only thing that didn't get rained out and it was magical and it was perfect. So at the end of the day, we went over our budget by about $4,000. So I was not happy about that, but I knew that we had the money to do it. We had budgeted for obviously less than that, but I increased that cushion to like over 25000 just in case we really needed to spend, spend that money. So I'm glad that I did that. Again, it's, it's more, it's more than, it was more than 20%, but it's, it's since it was a one-time event, a one-time thing, I'm okay with that. And again, because we have been in the habit of saving and building up our savings to support this wedding, we had the money to do it. And honestly, this is where you know not only your emergency fund but excess savings and excess cash matters and that's why it's so important because the things in your life that matter and where your budget might go awry this is the time when you want to use that money you also want to have that money if unexpected things come up like for example recently we had issues with rac well i'm in texas and it's been 107 like every day for the past week and it probably won't be getting out of the hundreds anytime soon so Again, this is why it's so important that, and I always circle back to both budgets and also having excess liquid cash on you that you can have in case of emergency or to kind of build in when you have, you know, travel or other big event expenses that come up and that are that are a bit unexpected. So I'm going to leave it here. Uh, I just wanted to, to touch on this because it was a real important day and event for us, and it it worked out so perfectly. It was a little more expensive than I than I wanted to spend, but all all in all, I think other than that it, it was amazing and magical and perfect. And I was excited to share it with you guys. Excited to also share the financial history and background because not everyone knew what was going on, and honestly, I'm sure these things happen to everybody during their wedding. I know from a from a from a friend's standpoint hearing of other people's weddings, budgets always go out the window, right? So but if we can kind of keep them contained and then also manage the budget where we have that excess to enable us to to use it whenever we need it, then you're golden and then you're good to go. And in the meantime, with inflation, save, save, save. Let's look at our budgets, see where we can cut down, and, and we'll leave it at that. Thanks, guys. As always, remember, respect yourself by respecting your money. We'll talk soon.